Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, a classic retro modern special edition. Hello, I'm Alan, and as usual, it's a short interview special edition on a Friday. That means no Andrew, yay! Uh, but instead, I'm joined by Ian Robertson and Richard Dredd from Classic Retro Modern. Chaps, hello. Hi. Afternoon, Alan, or evening, in fact. Well, uh, yes, almost. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's that sort of odd, odd mixed time when we're recording. But hopefully, this will be. Hopefully, you've all raced to your podcast players, and this is like ten past seven on Friday morning. That's what we really want. Uh, chaps, I've only said your names. How are you? How are you involved with Classic Retro Modern? Then? Well, I'm the publisher. So uh, I'm in charge of making sure that all the behind the scenes things goes on, make sure that uh, the team are filled with coffee, Jaffa cakes, and uh, all fulfilled, all happy. Um, I do all the backroom stuff, the finances, the um, liaison with printers, all that sort of thing. And really, the rest of it is all on Mr. Dredge's uh, shoulders. Uh, he's uh, got to organise a flat plan and everything else. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, uh, I take a back seat in that respect. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm Richard, and I've worked with Ian for quite a few years now. Despite that, Ian thinks that uh, I've got the potential to be a good editor, so he's asked me to get involved. Um, and yeah, it's my job to make sure that the pages within Classic Retro Modern are filled with content. Uh, hopefully, some of it quite good. <laughs> yeah, well, well, hopefully, yes. I've just realised, <laughs> by the way, I, I plunged straight into that, and I said, Classic Retro Modern, asked how you're involved, but we haven't actually told anyone what Classic Retro Modern is so well, that's you, what i was thinking yes they're probably twigged by now that it's at the, the that we're talking about a print ma magazine but do you guys want to give a bit more of a description say uh, and, and let us all know what it's what it's about yeah we're we're covering cars from 1960s 70s 80s 90s and 2000s um the, the kind of cars that you remember from your childhood um from what your dad had on the driveway what you probably bought as a first car second third fourth kind of cars that perhaps broke down every five seconds and you're always under under the bonnet uh, tinkering with and improving and really it's all about the cars that uh, have special meaning to um to us so we're, we're focusing not just on modern classics as some of the other magazines do mm -hmm. we're showing a complete mix right away through the ages and uh, when we we're featuring the cars that we absolutely love right Okay, cool. Because that's that was one of the things I was going to ask was was about what made it different. But it, it's that it's that breadth of breadth of time that it covers, I guess. Really, yes. I don't. I don't think that in itself makes us different. I think there are magazines out there that cover those, but we've got several USPs. Um, for us, the design is a USP. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very difficult to get a design that looks really nicely done as in someone's put some effort in um but it doesn't look overdone and what we've tried to do is get that balance right so it's there's a friend of mine who saw some early mock-ups said he, he said it's it's heavy on the design but it's not overdone mm -hmm. you know it doesn't look like you've tried too hard so there's a design element there's also the content mix so quite a lot of the magazines out there play safe because it's all about the advertising and we can understand that you know, we're, we're now learning the importance of juggling content so that we've got the right mix of mainstream and not mainstream. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line for us really is that we're putting together the magazine that we think we would like to read. The other important element 
obviously for any magazine is the content as well as the design is the content and for us we've we think we're taking a few more risks with the content we're, we're writing about cars that maybe some other magazines wouldn't feature uh, we have to cover the mainstream too mm -hmm. uh, because i think ultimately although people say they want to read about stuff that they've never read about before from another project I've, I've been involved in, a personal project, I've realized that people actually are comforted by reading about stuff they're familiar with. So for us, it's that blend of mainstream and non-mainstream. It's, it's the design. Um, and I think that we've got a winning formula with the team as a result. Fantastic. Because especially, I mean, you were talking about design just there. That seems to be becoming more and more important when it comes to print magazines as opposed to, 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 to web and stuff, doesn't it? It really is. It really is becoming a selling point, I think. I think I think it is. And what we're seeing is that increasingly uh, in, in the publishing world, margins are getting very tight. Um, and, and the result of that is a lot of cost cutting. And magazines are increasingly having to be put together quite quickly. Um, and they don't have the time to spend on luxurious layouts. I'm, I'm not I'm not tarring all magazines with the same brush. There are some fantastic magazines within our sector. Um, and we're up against a very stiff competition. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for us, the USP is that ultimately we're tackling the more affordable classics. Um, we, we've nominally said up to 40 grand is where we are. We'll do over 40 grand. A lot of what we're doing is well under 40 grand. But the idea is that we're covering stuff that is largely affordable. Mm. And if you look at the magazines that are in that space, um, you know, we think that we're doing something that's more style-led. We're doing something that, that that has pages that stand out on the newsstand. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think for me, um, I'm not a traditional classic car buyer uh, and owner. I like what I like, um, and I pick up a classic car magazine, and I'm a bit bored, to be honest. I think it's a bit samey sometimes, um, and... What I think we do differently is is that I pick up our magazine, and I'm biased, but I've got a grin on my face from ear to ear because I turn over a page, and for instance, you could be reading all about, in the first issue, for instance, we've got a Reliant Regal, mm. and you'll turn over another page, and you've got a Mark V Golf GTI um, on there. So um, it's all about mixing it up with... Other, other items, for instance, you, you'll see probably, probably uh, from the social media that the Mini 1275 GT is on the front cover. Yes, I saw that. It looks. I saw that earlier on. It looks really, really good. Yeah. And then we've got it sharing space with um, um, the design and launch story of the Fiat Panda Mark 1. So we're really catering for all kinds of um, uh, readers there. And you've... And we've got other areas. We've got Jaguar E-Type mm -hmm. um, um, alongside Voxel Calibra. So you really have such such a wide genre and different types of cars that we really, I think, will appeal to such a wide audience. Is, is it is it wrong that I think the Calibra is more attractive looking than the E-Type, by the way? No, not at all. That's, oh, that's that good. Be... That's good. We can stay friends. There's... <laughs> That, I, I like what you, you were saying earlier on about, about cars that you started off, maybe your first car and, and, and cars that broke down and stuff. Uh, how long before there is a Toyota Yaris article? It already fits in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. The, first oh. Yaris was, the first Yaris went on sale in 1999. So it was. we kind of, we've got a nominal sort of 2005-ish 
kind of cut off that will mm. probably move as time goes on. So the first generation car is within our remit, in actual fact. There we go. That's you got my subscription. You're sorted. <laughs> I, I think. I think the thing is though that the idea of classic retro modern is that we've got a real mix of types of article. Mm-hmm. So there's we're, we're trying to bring readers in. So we've got a your classic section at the start of the magazine where pretty much anything goes. And if you've got a Yaris and you treasure it, we might give that a panel. What we wouldn't do is give it a multi-page feature at this stage. I think that would probably be a little bit too much. But what we're, what we're trying to do, uh, again, that differentiates us from everybody else, is not to distill everything down to the bare bones. We're trying to give our features space to really sing. So in there, we do a, a six-page buying guide. And in the first issue, it's on the Jensen Interceptor. Um, but then six pages is quite a lot for a, for a feature. But what we've done is we've also incorporated a thing called an ultimate guide. And uh, an ultimate guide is everything you need to know about the current question, buying, restoring, owning, upgrading. Um, and it's it's a 10-page feature, although we've actually gone extra large in the first issue with 12 pages, and that's on the Mercedes SL R129. We're investing in fresh studio photography, which, again, isn't being done at the bottom end of the market in terms of the classic car affordability scale. So we've got uh, fresh studio shoots. We've got big features. We've got a, a real breadth of articles um, in terms of the type of article, in terms of the subject matter. Um, and we're trying to stay focused and we're trying to make sure it's all quite fun but we're not losing sight of the fact that a lot of what we do needs to be quite informative too. And if it's informative, it has to be very credible. So we're bringing in experts at every stage to check that what we're doing, what we're publishing is accurate. Um, As I say, we're getting, trying to get readers involved with Mm -hmm. their cars. Um, We're we're going out and interviewing people. So it's not just about cars. It's about people as well. Um, And and we think that we've got a really good mix. For instance, our our deputy editor, Gavin Braithwaite-Smith, he's a lifelong Renault Safran lover. And uh, he's even convinced us to get the Renault Safran into the first issue. And uh, so it's got uh, got a page on why he loves it. Not that he's biased or anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, that's you've got. I mean, you've you've got some pretty great people involved. So you've got uh, yourselves, obviously. Um, yeah. uh, you've got Major Gav. Uh, yeah. Who 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 else that that our listeners would rec- recognize? I think occasional host Richard Gooding. Uh, yeah, he's well. uh, he's uh, working with us on uh, on the magazine. We've also got. Uh, um, Classic car writer uh, Richard Heseltine, who's mm-hmm. writes for a lot of magazines, he's contributing to it as well. So that's a real big name now that I absolutely love his writing. So it's one of the one of the people that um, when I when I assembled the team for um, Classic Retro Modern, it was looking at who I would like to get involved. I I haven't got anyone involved here that I don't like. I, ca- I can't work with people I don't like. Got to like everyone. And uh, except Richard Dredge, of course, but uh, but there you go. Yes. But you know you can't manage without me. <laughs> no, exactly. But uh, <laughs> we, we have this hate hate relationship, uh, Richard and I. But uh, no, I had a I had a, a, a dream team, and each of the people that we've got involved are absolutely fantastic in what they do. We've all got real um, expertise in the area that we look after, even behind the scenes. The uh, uh, the lady that that, that uh, looks after me uh, and uh, answers the phone for subscriptions, and she does. She she she's absolutely brilliant, Miss Arthur. I couldn't live without her. I really couldn't. She uh, is absolutely brilliant. 
So, uh, but each member of the team are classic car nuts. They all want to do the best job they possibly can. And I cannot speak highly enough for all of them. I really can't. I, every single member of the team is really valuable. Awesome. Just to follow on from what Ian has said, I think what's really important with the classic retro modern team is that we're all experienced and we we each have complementary skills. But we've been working together now for over six months to bring the first issue to press. And we've yet to fall out. We've yet to have any major disagreements. And and we, we we take we take we take the mick out of each other constantly. We yeah. don't need to have our egos massaged. And it's really difficult within the publishing industry to find a group of people who can work together really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I've known a few people who've tried to set up their own magazines in the past. And sometimes it's all fallen apart because there's a clash of egos, there's a clash of what people want to get out of the project. Um, or they simply don't have the resource or sufficient skills to make it work. And I am probably the most risk-averse person you'll ever meet um, uh, or, or, or hear on a podcast. And um, I don't know. I, I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I, I don't take don't get involved in things that I think are not going to work out. And this really is something that I think if we can't make it work no one can mm-hmm. no no bunch of independents could get together and do a project like like we are under ian's guidance um and make it work if we can't awesome so it sounds like a great team it really does it sounds like yeah, it, it sounds really like is. the kind of people i would writing a classic car magazine to be perfectly honest and i'm not even and i'm not and i'm not blowing smoke or anything like that yeah yeah you should try that sometime so (laughs) episode uh, the first issue comes out on the first of july that's it am i right okay so this so so yeah in in almost a week's time from from when we, we we release this so is there a particular i mean richard you've said you've you've gone all out on 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 the guides uh, for this first issue is there a particular story from or a particular article from this this first one or the or the, or the second possibly because i imagine you're working on that already that yeah, well, really the really issues. yeah which which it, but is there an article that's really sort of it's just it, it's you able to do the thing that you've always really wanted to do that you're particularly in love with Oh, well, we're doing really well until the last bit there because he always wanted to do is 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 not quite applicable here. I I did an interview with Steph Holloway, who uh-huh. nobody had heard of until two years ago, and so I'm not actually a big fan of of watching stuff on YouTube because I don't have the time. You know, it's very easy to lose days in YouTube without without wanting to. So I'm not I'm not a great YouTuber. Um, even my own YouTube channel is quite sparsely populated. And when we came to launch the magazine, I thought we want something in there that really is off the wall in terms of content that nobody else would or has done. Um, And I thought we we need to get an interesting person in there. And I'd come across Steph Holloway. So for those who don't know, Steph Holloway runs a YouTube channel called I Drive a Classic. And she's larger than life. She's absolutely lovely. She, She... wears very period clothing she has big hair um and she's very jolly on screen and she's just everyone's best mate she's the kind of person that you know is is i don't use the word adorable you know readily but she is adorable Mm -hmm. and 
she and I met up. I'd never had any communication with her at all. And I contacted her out of the blue and said, um, I'm involved in the launch of a new magazine and we'd love to interview you for the first issue. Would you be interested? And she gets a lot of correspondence from people because I mean, she's got 27,000 followers now mm. and that's all within two years. And, and most of those have arrived within the last year. So she she made sure that I wasn't a nutter, um, even though I clearly am. <laughs> well, um, she didn't check very well, did she? I know. Yeah, she 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 asked a friend of hers who I do know, and this friend lied to her and said that I am a legitimate person. So make of that what you will. Anyway, we we met up very soon after, and we had like six hours just chatting on my sofa about cars and YouTube and stuff. And she's such a nice person, and and the, and the the Steph Holloway who you see on YouTube is is the real deal, and and I just think it's really nice to get her involved because my understanding is that because she's a content producer, she's seen as maybe a bit of a rival by some classic car mags who won't give her airtime, and and I think at Classic Retro Modern we see things a bit differently. Yes. We're all enthusiasts. We're all in it together we don't see the problem with telling our readers that other people and other brands exist. We're all adults. Um, you know, we are the new guys. So we're the ones who people, you know, won't know about if anything, to be fair, but we don't have a problem with acknowledging, you know, other people on the brands and we're really pleased, or I'm very pleased to have Steph in our first issue. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, because we've got a great feature. Uh, admittedly, I did write it, so <laughs> slightly arrogant there. But but she was such a lovely interviewee. So that was a very long answer to a very simple question. No, it was it was it was cracking, and I'm really pleased to hear that too because I I I enjoy Steph's Steph's channel and and her work as well. Because uh, yeah, I I think she's she's cracking in a, a real breath of fresh air in some yeah. of her stuff. Just it's, it's yeah. a different take, and that's what you need. Yeah. It's not the same take, but transferred to YouTube. Sorry, we're talking about something completely different other than the magazine now. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. It's 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 yeah. complementary. It's completely yeah. complementary. And I say that as someone from new who's new media. But that is the whole point uh, about you know you saying oh we're not talking about the magazine. We don't see the magazine as the centre of the universe. We see the magazine as something that fits into the classic car scene that accepts that there are lots of other content providers out there. You know, we, we want people to like what we do, but we want to work with other people who are good at what they do and who are enthusiastic. Yes, yeah. From my point of view, in terms of the magazine, one, I, I don't think I can pick out a single feature that I love because I just open the magazine at page two and I just smile. Um, but what I will say is the photography throughout there we use a mixture of period and as Richard said previously we've used some studio shots for the ultimate guide and there's some on location um and the on location shots are absolutely fabulous the we've got lotus cortina in there mark ii and they just come to life on the page they really do uh, when i first saw the um, the contact strip with the photos absolutely awesome and it's the same with the mini 1275 gt really really excellent photography and uh i think that's going to set us apart because while other magazines yes do do very good photography um i think ours is better <laughs> i think the key thing for for me is not so much the quality of the photography as as, as the design we're not 
overdoing the design. The pages aren't cluttered. Um, and I think it's very readable as a result. Yeah. There's some really nice little flourishes and really nice little... Um, uh, as an example, we've got a feature on the Maserati by Turbo. And yeah. there's uh, the, the Maserati logos on the page. And it just all connects so well together. It really does. And I, I'll name drop here, but our, our uh, design director, Roy, um, we are absolutely in awe of him. We really are because he's done a fantastic job from start to finish. Um, originally, he was brought in to sort of design the brand for us mm -hmm. before we move it on to someone else to design the magazine. And we loved what he was doing so much that we kept him on. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's, we're going to keep him for another couple of days and then we'll see where we go from there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> no. but no, he's absolutely phenomenal. And I, I really don't think he knows how good he is because he's uh, so humble, cannot do enough to help in other areas that he wouldn't necessarily need to be involved in. But he is one part, he's a real essential part of the team. Mm. And uh, everything that he's done, in the first issue, I really thank him for because he's done a phenomenal job. He really has. I think another thing that's worth raising in terms of USPs is uh, I'm a bit of a, an anorak when it comes to cars. Um, and Richard Hesseltine, uh, our key contributor, is an anorak. He's got quite an interesting uh, picture library that, that's a personal library. Um, I have a picture library that's actually a commercial thing. I actually sell pictures um, uh, online through a website. And my library runs to probably a couple of million images. And a lot of them are quite mainstream, but I've got some really weird stuff. And Richard Hesseltine's got some really weird stuff. And we see classic retro modern as a bit of an opportunity to try and out geek each other, to try and compete with each other in coming up with weird angles. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't hold a candle to Richard Hesseltine because he's way more geeky than I'll ever be. Um, but as an example, um, we've got the Mini 1275 GT on the front cover. And we did that because it's the Cooper's 60th anniversary this year. And so <laughs> everyone else is doing the Cooper. And we thought, well, let's do something a little bit different. So we did the 1275 GT. Um, and Richard Hesseltine, within his archive, had got some pictures and knew the story of a unique six-wheeled Mini 1275 GT built in the 70s for a Jersey millionaire. Um, as and as so, you do, yeah. Well, yeah. and this is the thing, but that's the kind of thing that he and I have in our archives, pictures of really weird stuff that people don't know about. So what we've done is we've done a whole page or most of a page, a separate panel within the 1275 GT article, introducing our readers to the fact that this car was built um, and telling its story. And, and those are the kinds of things we have at our disposal and that we're not afraid to put into the magazine to spice it up a bit. Cool, fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it uh, now that I, I know a bit more. Uh, but so, first edition is out on, as I said, first of July. Yeah. What's what's the the schedule after that? Is it is it monthly? Yeah, monthly, the, monthly, as close or as near to the first of the month as possible. So, if the first is a weekend, it will go on sale before. <laughs> Um, and it's always on, always on sale. The news agents buy the first, cool. and um, it's available in Direct Smiths, uh, Martin McCall's, uh, independent news agents. It's available from our website, uh, classicretromodern.com. You can download a digital version via Pocket Mags. It'll be on iTunes. 
um, yeah, we're going to conquer the world. It it sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, so dead easy to get hold of is, is, yes. is the outcome there. Wherever you would go to to procure your magazine, the chances are that it's going to be there. And the most important thing, really, I think, is if you want a copy, um, if you order it from us, you get it free of charge postage. Okay. So it's delivered to your door. You don't even get dressed in the morning. You can just uh, sit there in your pants and watch it, eating your cornflakes, reading your magazine. As we were saying before we started recording, for those of us who are working from home at the minute, that's great. <laughs> well, I mean, blatant plug time. What we're trying to do with uh, our YouTube channel is to communicate with our potential readers and so we've put some promotional films together uh, around our first issues. There's a little bit of a promo about what classic retro model is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a, a video that's a walk through our first issue. So it tells you the features. You can see some of the pages three-dimensionally and two-dimensionally. Cool. And it gives you an idea of what the mag looks like and pretty much everything that's going to be in our first issue. Brilliant. So on YouTube, if you look up classic retro modern, and, and I'll put links in the show notes as well, so you can either go straight via YouTube, look up, as Richard said, look up Classic Retro Modern, but uh, I'll have a link in the show notes uh, as well to the Classic Retro Modern YouTube channel. Excellent. Uh, and to and the other way, you know, all the all the usual stuff. So, so uh, I assume you're on you're on the the appropriate social medias. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Gavin Braithwaite Smith's. Uh, the guru in charge of that, and he's done a fantastic Very job of uh, getting some weird and wonderful stuff out there to really get people excited. Cool. So, uh, yeah, really, really good. Brilliant. And I'll have a link to subscriptions as as well. Can we do that online? Or Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, there's uh, subscriptions via the website, via Twitter. We've, we've, we've got them everywhere. That, we as is everyone. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and what, anyway. what, we've, what we've done for an added bit of fun is we've given each of our subscriptions a trim level uh so if you buy the top of the range three-year subscription you're buying a vandom plus Uh, but we also have l and hl and city and city x so there's lots of different options so good old bl trim levels uh, being reused and recycled like they used to be back in the day anyway (laughs) yeah well yeah so for our our, you guys probably don't know for our patrons uh on here that then we have we have similar uh it's it's the different levels are different different trim levels but we're not we've i've not when i was setting it up i wasn't nearly as committed to you know <laughs> just making them british leyland they are far more generic uh, when, yeah. when we change the prices at some point in the future we, we may well swap over to ford or um <laughs> peugeot or citroen or any other manufacturers out there what millions to choose from choose, oh, exactly there's no there's no shortage of trim trim level hierarchies yeah. no chaps that's uh i'm really looking forward to that I think it's. I think it's going to be great. I'll be making sure I get my copy on the first of July, um, just along with everyone else. Uh, thank you both so much for your time. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time. No problem. Absolute pleasure to have you both on. Uh, as always, I mean, you can hear Ian's been on before at the in in both of the motoring podcasts. So if you want to hear his uh, his his predictions for the year ahead, then you can delve <laughs> oh, back <God>. to that. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's still got a better score than I have. My, my predict score is absolutely <laughs> awful. Uh, but no, chaps, thank you. Uh, thank you very, very much for your time. Uh, and uh, yes, all the links to all the different ways you'll be able to get Classic Retro Modern uh, will be in the show notes. 
We'll be back very soon, but don't forget between now and the next time you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts for the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. To get in touch with me, it's best to use Twitter, where I'm at AJP Bradley. That's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. And to get in touch with Andrew uh, when he's around, uh, search for Cracked Windscreen on Twitter. Uh, he and I will be back next week. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley, and safe motoring. <laughs>